So for this episode of New Business Ideas, we're again with Chad Bennett from Heroic.com, John Story from Consensus, and Brian Nelson from Block V. And so John, let's take it away. You've got 30 seconds to give us your elevator pitch, and then we're just going to tear it to shreds. So basically, if you were no longer working at Consensus and you had to start a new business tomorrow, what would it be and why? And for those listening, because this is one of the questions that the viewers are asking me, they're like, John, what are we supposed to do with these ideas? I'm like, you're supposed to take them and run with them, right? Because we're all busy working on whatever we're working on. You know, this is your chance to take a va- an idea from someone who has, you know, experience. They're in the trenches. It's not just like some random idea. We filter everyone who's on the show. They're all thought leaders. They, you can trust their ideas. So and extremely this, good looking too. Extremely so. good looking. What's right. your idea? My idea uh, is, it's a little bit forward. Uh, I don't think that the world's quite ready for it yet, but it's basically the, in my mind, the big promise of blockchain is governance. Um, that's the thing is doing governance of escrow accounts. Um, and so right now you're seeing all this tokenization and really this year you're going to see a lot more tokenization of real world things. Like you were talking about um, some of these like actual physical objects being tokenized and you can have representations on a blockchain representing actual physical assets. And as soon as you start having these physical assets, um, it really opens up the door to fractional ownership. Uh, right now we have a paradigm of, you know, I own a house, I own a car. Um, it, it it's not easy to own one tenth of a car and one twentieth of a house and one twentieth of a house all over the the neighborhood. But that's one of the promises of tokenization is it's going to be much more easily um, financed and open up this world, this economy of tokenized assets. And as we get tokenized assets, um, the big question becomes governance. Well, if I only own twenty percent and it's shared across all these other people, how are we going to start like deciding when to change the tires and what tires to get, or who are we going to decide is going to be the manager that's going to make those decisions for us? Um, and so, my the big idea um, that I started working on um, is one called Dow House, mm-hmm. and it basically provides um, governance for shared assets. Okay. And that's pretty much my idea. And your your idea for governance is on individual assets, so as a car, or as opposed to like, you know, like let's say Chad and you know maybe some friends from Texas decide to go in on a rental property. Mm-hmm. That and that's the use case that I started going down first. Mm-hmm. But as you go down this use case, you realize that it's really applicable to any sort of a shared asset. Um, it makes sense in real estate because it's very tangible, and you really think about you know there's multiple people living in a house, and you can you can really wrap your head around it. But as you go down this path, it really opens up the door for like um, healthcare and for health insurance. All health insurance is, is taxes that we're all paying in. And then somebody's making decisions of who actually has a claim that they can pay out for. They're just governing this escrow account that we're all paying into. And they happen to make a whole bunch of money for governing that account. But if you can remove that middleman, then you can basically be taking this value that you've created by giving people a voice in how, and, and you kind of see this with credit unions, uh, like there were banks and then credit unions formed to say, no, we're just going to like pool our own money and determine our own thing. And then credit unions pretty much just became banks. Uh, but the original idea of a credit union is pretty much this idea of a community owned bank. Um, and I think more and more of these communities will own more and more assets. Um, and so basically building tools and making it easy because it's like everything else. Nobody wants to be a developer in order to know how to do this fractional ownership stuff. And people will take convenience at a cost. So building these tools where the developer gets a little cut of the transaction because they're building the tool for it. And if and where blockchain is really amazing is that if people don't like that tool right now, it's like if you don't like Facebook, you just have to stop using Facebook. Um, but what blockchain is really interesting is you, 
it's like, okay, let's build a tool for it. And if you don't like the tool, somebody else can build something and interface with the, with the exact same thing. And you can say, I'm still going to have all of my data that's available on Facebook, but now I'm going to use this other app that still has access to all of my history. And it's just in favor because I like this new thing. Repurposes it differently, different exactly. UI. Exactly. All right. So we're going to ask you a tough question. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Why did you stop? Why did I stop? Because you said you started working on so it. So I started, yeah. If you go to dowhouse.org, it's, it's there. Um, okay. So I stopped basically because I don't think that the world, we don't have tokenized assets. I mean, you can, you can say, yeah, this will be nice when we get there. But uh, there's another project at Consensus called Pangea. Okay. Um, and they're directly working on tokenizing real estate. Okay. And that's a big, that's another big bridge. There are a whole bunch of different. Um, so you jump ships, but one's going to the same place. Maybe exactly. Faster. And I'm hoping that after that goes down the road, that I'm going to come back and revisit this and okay. to bring it on. Um, but it just, we're not there yet. And so okay. building these tools and then saying, hey, everybody, it's like saying there's a gold rush going on. And you're building things to clean microwaves. Okay. And you're just like, nobody cares about a microwave right now. They just want a pick and a shovel. And we just like need to work on just like digging stuff. Okay. And it's like what all these people say that we're like in the Netscape, you know, we're in like the 1980s of the internet. It's like, yeah, it's going to be another 10 years before you would know that people are fractionally owning, you know, houses and stuff. I just don't think that we're there. We have this thought leadership, but actual practicality of, of reaching a market. I don't think is there yet. Okay. Well, now we're going to do our good idea, bad idea part of the show. Chad, why is this a good, a good idea? Um, and I don't want to say good idea or bad idea. I mean, the, the reality is all ideas are, are based on execution. Right. Great. The, re the reason I throw in good idea, bad idea is I want to build in a constructive mechanism. So it's, it's yeah. safe to come through and say, I hate this idea for these <laughs> reasons. Yeah. And it's okay. I can totally, I mean, I'm not working on it full time. So obviously... I almost think it's, it's a bad personal. idea. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be a contrarian on this one, and, but I, I completely agree that right now we don't have tokenized assets. We don't have a legal framework for that. Although it, just last week, Wyoming passed a, a new bill based on uh, accepting or, or uh, I, I don't know what the word is, but allowing tokenized assets within um, within the government and being able to not use paper and use uh, the blockchain to store data, which is awesome. We have a long way to go on legislation to make those tokens legal, even though uh, it's decentralized, the data is there, we agree to it. But if you go take that, that smart contract to a court of law, you're probably not going to get too far. And we have a long way to go with legislation with our local representatives to make sure that it is uh, a a document that is uh, is legal and and can save it. So on uh, the contrarian side is I agree, um, we're not anywhere close to being able to get to that point. We've got a long ways to go, and it's going to take a long time. We'll get there. I hundred percent. We will get there. Uh, I five to ten years from now, blockchain is going to be something like the internet, where pretty much every company. Uh, all technology has is is utilizing a blockchain. Which one that is, I don't know, but uh, it will become ubiquitous and a part of everything that we do. Brian, good idea, bad idea. I think that there's going to be a lot of business models that are tokenized, um, be it assets or or software. Um, it just makes so much sense to tokenize these these business models and, and assets. Um, I was speaking at a conference just yesterday in Phoenix where the, um, a U.S. senator was talking about this specifically. Um, he was talking about real estate. Uh, 
And his point was, listen, it, it sounds really good to do real estate. Um, the issue is getting anybody to accept, like you were saying, these documents as legal documents. Um, you know, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and, and these federal loans that are going out for homes, legislation has to change. Even though code can be there, even though <coughs> it can be done, um, there are some risks in, in legislation and, and some things have to change. So I agree we're not ready yet, but I love that we're moving down this road. I mean, we have to start somewhere. And I think that code is where we start. We, we prove it out. We, we show, listen, this can work. And then you start talking about the efficiencies and the cost savings and, and how we can take out a lot of friction in, in um, ownership. Uh, and then we'll get you know the legislation, we'll get the people in power that go, okay, yeah, this does make sense for X, Y, Z reasons. Um, but I, I really do th see things being tokenized in, in a lot of different ways, a lot of different business models, a lot of different assets. Um, even even cars owning themselves, you know, self-driving cars and, and cars owning cars. And I mean, they're, they're, we can get pretty deep in in governance of that sort as well, um, where devices and, and assets actually don't have a human owner. We're in the very beginning stages, even though blockchain as a technology is really eight, nine, 10 years old. Uh, it's still very young. And a good example of that is artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence, the study of artificial intelligence started in the 1950s. And we're just starting to see the benefits of artificial intelligence in our lives and businesses. It's just starting to, to really uh, get out there. And blockchain is, is, is kind of like that. We're really early in the stages and it's going to take a long way. I don't think it's going to take 70 years like it did artificial intelligence to really make it. I think it's going to take five to 10 years, but uh, we, we have a long ways to go. We're on hour one of day one of, of this, this blockchain future. Okay. So with John's idea, maybe, and I'm not a, a blockchain expert by any means, but maybe I could take like, you, like, let's say you took Ethereum or maybe block V and you could take this concept of maybe taking like a Kickstarter and not owning an individual car, but like maybe say, Hey, we're going to come through and buy a gold mine in Nevada. We think this is a great opportunity. We can distribute the assets. It makes it really easy to trade it and build a Kickstarter where you come through and as a company, you, hey, here are the assets that we're going to acquire. And if there's enough critical mass, it makes the purchase. You can track ownership. I mean, would that be maybe an extension of what you're thinking of? No, so that's pretty much what is um, happening right now. Okay. So that's like the current kind of people are creating these like Kickstarters and for Pangea, um, it's basically going to be this way of here's our property okay. people invest in and they get tokens mm -hmm. that represent that like real estate ownership. property or mm -hmm. okay um, but from there it's okay that's like step one right is owning this property mm -hmm. now uh, let's determine how we're going to manage it okay so now we need to do like um, and I would like it to get there where we start building rental contracts where people mm -hmm. are only allowed to rent the property if they'll pay in crypto Okay. And the, because the only way that the door unlocks is through having the right account and the right key. Okay. And so that way, all the investors are just paid automatically based on these payments that go into the smart contract that then splits it. Um, but if right they now, don't pay, then the door's locked. Yeah, exactly. But that's like, it's cutting off a big segment. Um, I don't necessarily see real estate developers saying, oh, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to force everybody to pay us in crypto. It's like, okay, we just want to fund it. 
But now there's like all these different management questions. So if I'm an investor in a property and uh, I think that they are paying too much for um, their electrical, say that I know that um, it's the manager's buddy from high school that's the janitor or that's the electrician. And I know that he's paying like he's bidding out projects for 10 grand that I think somebody could do for two grand. Uh, this idea of saying, okay, we're going we're to democratize this. And I don't like the manager. It doesn't become like just a, there's always like social context, right? Even in mm-hmm. blockchain world, if I don't like the manager and I like file a petition to say, hey, I don't want you to be manager anymore because I feel like you're, you're not uh, managing our funds correctly or managing this asset correctly, there's going to be social fallout. So it's not getting rid of that social fallout, but it's making it, um, providing a system so I can be like, okay, we have this open bid system of how we're managing the product or the project. I see that you just got a bid from your best friend, um, but I know a guy, so I'm gonna put in a bid. And now everybody, the 10 different owners of this commercial property are gonna see that this bid, and I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna gain $1,000 because I know this connection and my bid's still gonna come in less and I'm gonna be responsible for making sure it like happens. Okay. As, as like small as that is, is calling up the other guy to make sure that he follows through. But I'm gonna put in, if I think there's an inefficiency in the system, I'm gonna be at will to be able to say, okay, we've just purchased this real estate, but, um, and we're gonna do a fixer upper and I know a, a carpet layer guy. So I'm gonna put in this bid to use my carpet guy. I'm gonna make a little bit of money because of the relationship. And yeah, I don't have to trust that you are now just like pocketing money because right now it's just kind of like a black box. I invest in a property and it's like, well, you, you guys are handling it. And yeah, I might receive a check every once in a while, but that check, I, I just don't know what's going on. It's complete transparency. Exactly. Where all the, where the money went and didn't go. And not just the transparency, but then the transparency to, to decide to do okay. like actions on it. And that's the part that's really important to mm-hmm. me because there are transparency projects kind of like Uledger, um, other accounting ones. Uh, I was working on one called Balance um, that basically provide these tools for people to kind of like a mint where you can mm-hmm. classify your different uh, transactions that are going on. But this is more of like giving power to make decisions with that escrow account mm-hmm. and not just saying, well, you just did an ICO. Now you have all this money. Now you are just like, you're just going to go to Puerto Rico because you're the, you hold the key to this account that now holds it all. You say, okay, well, we're going to put into an escrow account that we're go- according to the amount that you actually ICO'd, you mm-hmm. actually have voting rights in that now. So now, and this is a lot the way that Dash does it, if you're okay. familiar with Dash and their master node system, is this idea that they reward miners. Um, I really actually like Dash's uh, governance, but they, they don't give all of the coins to the miners. Some of it goes into an escrow account that then people vote on how to use. So mm-hmm. it's like, imagine that Bitcoin was set up this way, there'd just be some massive account that people with Bitcoin would be able, and they could all pool together and just say, hey, let's just say to send the money to us and we'll each take a turn just Something taking Something like money. the DAO, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm a big- We proponent. should do that for Ethereum. Yeah, I, yeah exactly, right? <laughs> let's just, I love the DAO. Like, I think the DAO was like a great idea. It was. And then, yeah, there was like a technical flaw in it that now it was a bad idea because of this technical flaw. Um, but things like the DAO, I think, I think that's the reason blockchain. That's like my dream for the blockchain is for DAOs to like basically just uh, be able to remove. Um, it will never remove like bad things from people, like uh, wanting to fool people or trick or lie. But it will make it uh, much more transparent and hopefully fight against those kinds of things. Okay, well, perfect. Well, thanks for sharing your idea. Before we wrap up, do you have any other thoughts or things you'd like to add? Go ahead. 
Um, I don't actually know. Do you? No, I mean, I think, uh, obviously very smart guy understands governance, the importance of governance. And I think there's a lot of people that aren't thinking about governance. They're, they're thinking about kind of the first layer. They've only peeled one piece of the onion and they go, ha, we've got this thing. And they're going to realize there's some unintended consequences that need to be thought through. You know, how, how do we mitigate some of these risks? And that's, that's really, to me, what we're talking about here is that next layer. How do we peel the next layer of the onion and say, okay, this is great. Ownership is great, but ownership means nothing if you don't have a governance mechanism. We're going to be, we're going to be caught in just a, a different um, problem. Okay. You know, we saw one problem, we create another. So, mm -hmm. so let's try to skip one step ahead figure out governance while we're figuring out ownership of assets. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, John, for sharing your idea and Brian and Chad for joining us. And next time, Chad will be sharing his new business idea. So join us then. Thank you so much.